How are you all doing? Oh, I'm glad you're doing well. It's good to see all of you. Well, as we get started, we're going to talk about a verse that's found in your red books. Now, the guys who've been at my table know that whenever we learn verses, we have to know that we don't just know the words in the verse, but we have to know what the words mean, don't we? And that's really important. And so today, we're going to look at section 20. And you see that verse right up there at the top? Psalm 12, verse 6. How many of you have already memorized that verse? Oh, good. So let's all say it together. Together. Ready? Psalm 12, 6. The words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. Now this is a really special, special verse. It occurs in Psalm chapter 12, which is actually dealing with a bunch of people who have all kinds of words to say, but their words aren't very kind and their words aren't very helpful. And in fact, they're vanity. It says that. In verse 2 of the same chapter, that the words of the ungodly, they, they, are, they are vanity. He speaks every man to his neighbor, vanity. But you know what? We have God's word, and it says that God's word is what? It's in the verse. Pure. They're pure words. That means there's nothing wrong with them. That means they're always true. That means they're always accurate. That's really special. I have a stack of books over here, and a lot of these books are good books. We have some history books, and we have some books about the Bible. And we have, we even, I even have a book here that talks about re religions in the world. I have all kinds of books here, but you know something? None of these books are pure. They all have problems. In fact, I put a little pamphlet in here that I wrote, and it ain't pure either. My words aren't always pure, even though I try to have true and accurate words. So all of this we have to sort through, and it's not just books. We have things that are on the TV. We have things that we hear on the radio. We have things that we read in the newspaper. We have things that we see in videos. There's all kinds of information that comes to us, and it's not always pure. Some of it is so impure that we have nothing to do with it. And some of it has so little that is good, we should have nothing to do with it. Either because it's a waste of time or because we have to sift through so much that's not true that it's a waste of time. But here, we have something that we need to make a priority. God's word. Because God's word is pure. And the verse says that the words of the Lord are pure. And then it uses an illustration. As silver. Now, how many of you own any silver? None of you, very few of you own silver. Well, you know, if you lived 75 years ago, you could take a quarter out of your pocket and you'd own silver. Not so much anymore. But silver is a precious metal. But tell me, I have some silver here. Is this the way we find it? 
this the way we find silver? This here says 0.999 fine silver. Five ounces of 0.99. It means it's almost 100% pure silver. But it's not quite pure silver. In fact, it's, it's not impossible to make pure silver. They, they've, it's a debate as to whether or not they've actually done it. But they, they can do it, but they, they, it's, not, it's not feasible. It's not worth it. It's too hard. It costs too much money to make silver perfectly, perfectly pure. But this is 0.9999 pure silver. That's, that's really pure, isn't it? But they didn't find it like this, did they? You see this rock here? Now, I don't think there's any silver in this rock, and I don't think there's any gold in this rock, but do you see how there's all different kinds of minerals and different kinds of rock? You see that, Owen? Mixed all together? Well, this is kind of the way silver is often found. It's just a rock. And sometimes you don't, actually most of the time, you can't even see any shiny silver. It's just a gray form. It just doesn't look like silver at all. And they have to take this and they have to refine it to make it pure. What I'd like to do for the time that we have tonight is to show you some video clips that talk about how silver is mined and show us how they purify it. Because it says here that the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. You're going to know what that means by the time we're done tonight. What does it mean when they take silver and they purify it seven times in a furnace of earth? Well, we're going to start off in the mines and see what we can learn. Paul, let's make sure we have audio here. Forgive the background music of this, but this is the best, shortest, most concise video I could find. Not only used for jewelry or silverware, 80% of the world's silver is mined for industrial purposes. Silver is the most conductive and reflective metal on the planet, so for example, it's used in electronic components and in construction as an insulation coating on glass. The mining company produces silver bars, the composition of which is 93 to 97% pure silver. It sells the bars to a refinery, which further purifies them for sale to industries. The action begins down in the mine, where geologists point a niton gun at various spots in the rock face. The device detects the levels of 40 different elements, including silver. Silver in its natural state isn't silver-colored at all. It's charcoal gray. Those silver-looking deposits are actually zinc and lead. Miners drill holes in the silver-rich areas the geologists pinpointed, then insert sticks of dynamite. After the blast, carts hauled the chunks of rock, called ore, to the surface. Geologists then test ore piles and blend them as required to achieve a consistent amount of silver content per kilogram of ore. The ore first goes into the primary crusher. The machine's huge steel teeth break up the big chunks into smaller pieces. Those pieces then drop through grates below into the secondary crusher, which breaks them down into even smaller pieces. 
Those go into vibrating cone crushers, which pulverize them into tiny pieces. A conveyor transports the crushed ore to the ball mill. At this point, the ore pieces are roughly six millimeters big. As the mill's large cylinder rotates, steel balls bounce around inside, grinding the ore into powder. A water circulation system flushes the silver-rich powder out of the cylinder and into large tanks which keep the water moving. To separate and dissolve the metals the powder contains, workers pour in acid. 72 hours later, the rock waste now settled at the bottom, the solution containing dissolved silver is pumped through filter presses. The filter plates are treated with a zinc-based chemical which attracts silver molecules. As the solution passes through, the plates trap particles containing silver, forming a layer of black powder called silver precipitate. This precipitate is composed of approximately 50% silver and 50% waste, the waste being a jumble of various metals, dirt and other impurities. To separate the silver from the waste, they first dry the precipitate in a gas furnace for a couple of hours. In the mining company's lab, technicians continuously test ore samples to determine the grade, the term for the quantity of silver per kilogram of ore. They heat the samples to 1,093 degrees Celsius for about an hour to burn off the impurities. What's left after the burn-off are the silver and other metals, such as lead, zinc, copper, selenium, and cadmium. Lab technicians then treat the samples with a chemical that prevents silver from burning off and put them back in the oven. When the samples come out about an hour later, all the other metals have burnt off and only silver is left. They weigh the silver and compare it to the weight of the original sample in order to calculate the grade. The key to running a profitable mine is to ensure that the grade is consistently within certain parameters. Back at the mill, workers put the now dried silver precipitate into an oven along with chemicals which prevent silver from burning off. Approximately four hours later, the silver and waste have separated and melted Workers pour them into bar-shaped molds. The silver, being heavier, settles at the bottom. Workers skim off the waste floating on top. In less than five minutes, the molten silver cools and hardens, enabling workers to extract what is now a silver bar. The mining company sells the bars to a refinery for processing into industrial-grade silver. Wasn't that interesting? How many times did they put the silver in a furnace of earth in that video? You sure? Nathan? They put it in twice. And that created those giant bars. And did you hear what she said was going to happen to those giant bars of silver? What did she say, William? They were going to send them to a company that was going to refine them even more. So here, just at the mine, they've heated it in a furnace twice. Twice. You see, God's word, even if you put it in the furnace, 
to burn off any impurities, you wouldn't find any impurities. It's pure, pure from the beginning. The words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. God's word is pure. There's another thing I wanted to point out. Did you hear how they were testing the samples of the ore all through? Because they wanted to know how profitable it would be. Remember a moment ago I talked about sifting through all the junk? You know, sometimes they just give up on mines because there's too much junk they got to sift through. I think that's a lesson for us too. Be careful as we're looking for silver and things that aren't God's word and we're sorting through the impurities. There's a certain point. I can't do it with this one here. But whatever the other book might be in, I'm not sure about all these. These, these came from the church library because we sometimes do take books and they're not worth it. They're not worth keeping. They're not worth even having in the library because there's so much impurity that has to be sorted out from them that they're not worth the time or the effort or the danger of being led astray. But God's word won't do that. Even if you tried and tested God's word like silver's tested, it would be found pure the very first time. Now, they send it to a refinery. Now, this is a video that shows where he's taken some silver and um, it goes back a little bit and he's melted it and here it is in the, in the, in the crucible melting. And once it's all melted, he takes it from that crucible and he carries it over and he's going right to pour it in here. Pour it. So that's lava, hot, silver, and all kinds of other junk. And they're pouring it in here and they're going to try to get it so that they can get the impurities out of it. And what happens here is the silver is going to go to the bottom and the impurities are all going to float to the top. And um, they're going to have that on the top. <laughs> so here we have it in there. Well, there's your hot lava. Yeah. So it's actually turning into black glass right now. Yeah, as it, as it cools, it'll turn into a black glass. And all our silver's right down there at the bottom of that cone. So this it'll is take a little while method. to cool, obviously. But when it's cool, then I'll just tip the whole thing over right in the concrete. And uh, the glass will probably shatter. And at the bottom, there will be our silver pyramid. So what you saw in that earlier video was a massive, huge mine who was doing it with massive effort. And oh, by the way, they were skipping several steps by using the water solution and the acid in those huge vats. In the time when this was written, they kept melting it and melting it, using different ways of melting it and putting chemicals in in different ways, more like you see here. So here they've got it. And there's all kinds of stuff in that pot. Now look and see, this is amazing, how many impurities we're in just that one crucible. He's going to take that and he's going to dump it out and look at this. So there you see all that metal, or not really all metal, because it's got the glass, they called it. Because it's, um... So you see that big chunk, all that stuff, they melted down. Some of it burned up and evaporated, but here you see what was left. That didn't burn up. But the only part that's silver is that little piece right there. That's the only part that's silver. Oh, and by the way, that's not pure silver. That's not pure silver. 
he ended up doing this to another collection of rock that he had. And he ended up with two little pieces here. See that? There's two of them now. So he did it to two. And now he's going to take these, and guess what he's going to do with them? He's going to put them into another crucible and put them into a furnace of fire. All right, we got our two blocks and our number five crucible here. We're going to bring them over to our smaller furnace. Set them down in there. And we'll get those firing away. And uh, I'm just going to pour them in a bucket of water. So here he's melting it down again, trying to get all the impurities out. And he's got it all melted down, and he's going to dump it into water, this time because he doesn't want it to be in a block. He wants it to be in all kinds of little pieces. So as it hits the water, it's going to Poured all the metal into the water, and there's a little. All right, guys, a couple of interesting things here. This is the metal I poured into the water, and it's obviously not silver. It's kind of a, a dull matte brown, uh, and I think that's because of the iron in there. And the whole reason we're doing this is because iron is pretty hard to cupel out. It takes a lot of uh, lead or bismuth to. So there's a lot of work to get the iron out. So nowadays, one of the things that they do is they put it through the acid, and the acid kind of dissolves it, and they're able to separate it using acid. But in the olden days, they would just melt it and melt it and use other metals and mix it in and try to isolate it and isolate it. And that's what he ends up doing here. So he's going to take the shards from here, and he's going to put it down in that crucible again in the furnace of earth, heating it again because it's still not pure. He even looked at it and says, this ain't silver, knowing that it's a lot of silver, but it ain't silver if he looks at it. So he's melting it down again in his in his furnace of earth in his little fire because it's not pure see how much work he's going through to get pure silver going from rocks to this he's melting it and melting it and he's trying to get the junk to burn off or to be separated and how it's melted and so here he's got it and he's gonna put it into a little one. Remember the big one he had? All that, so like he had like three of those big ones filled with stuff, and now he's got enough silver to put in that little one. <laughs> you see how many impurities there were? Three of the big ones, and now he's got all three of those come down into one little one. And he's not done yet, watch this. There it is, getting cool, getting hard. This is a cool, cool video. See, again, the impurities now are on the top. The pure silver is sunk down to the bottom, and he's trying to isolate the pure silver. All right, guys, let's see what we got here. There we go. So there's More our metal block. burned out. Let's get her weighed and see what we got here. More junk, more junk, more junk. You see, you can test and try the Word of God, and you won't find any junk in it. It's pure. It's not like this silver. It's as if the silver has been purified seven times, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So then he takes this one, and he's going to melt it down again. So he puts it into this deal, and the plan is that he's now putting it into, instead of a crucible that holds it, he's putting it into like a concrete, where the concrete powder is going to absorb the lead and the iron. Watch. When it, when it melts down, 
Um, so we'll get her, I'll put the furnace back together here and we'll get her fired up. We're gonna get it up to about 1800 degrees or so. And this is all gonna melt down into a puddle. The lead and any other base metals in here are gonna oxidize and they're gonna start to roll off the top of our puddle as little, they'll look like raindrops kinda. And the Portland cement uh, absorbs them. But it's, uh, the metal is, it's impervious to the metal. So the metal button will stay there. All the oxides will go into this uh, Portland cement cupel we've made. And when it's all done and hard, we'll have our pure silver button. Oh, he's burning it. As it's burning, I got a question. When we talk, how many impurities are in our words? If our words were tried in a furnace of earth, how much junk would have to be floated off the top and knocked out? Think about it. As much as we're rejoicing in the fact that God's word has no junk in it, it's pure. We find books and we can judge the books and say, oh, they've got impurities. But how many of our words need to be tried in a furnace of earth before they come out of our mouth, before we type them, before we write them? Do we have impurities in our words? Furnace of earth, heating it up over and over and over and over to get the impurities out of the silver. See them there floating off, getting absorbed into the concrete part and pulled out. Trying to get all that junk out, all the impurities out of the silver, the lead, the iron, all kinds of stuff got to get out of there. He heats it up almost 1800 degrees. A lot of places will heat it up to 2,000 degrees to get all of the impurities out. Here it is cooled. See all the junk that's been soaked up? And he of iron in there. And it took me forever to get the iron oxide scraped off to get the lead exposed to start driving the lead oxide and any other little base metals that were in there. Um, and so I had, to, I had to take my little skimmer and... I was skimming lead oxide all over the place and I, I was kind of splashing and you know there's a big chunk there and there's a big chunk there so um, the lead oxide actually made a or uh, I'm sorry the iron oxide made a real chore it is real tough time trying to get the iron out of it because it wasn't pure it was even he was ahead of himself a little bit he got he needed to have done another step of the other burning is what he basically had to do and some other work but yet he's still working on it so there you can he's got see some silver. what came out, and here's a here's a cross section of what that looks like, and that silver wafer sitting, you know, right here on top, and then the lead oxide has permeated into the Portland cement down there, maybe an inch. All right, there's our used-up cupel. Here's our little silver wafer. There's still some junk in the back. I'm going to take this and melt this down. Um, and pour it in I got to melt it down again. 
So that's what he does. He takes it, and not only just that piece, but he actually takes some of his other collection because he's getting so tired of melting stuff down, and his crucible can hold more, so he does other work so he doesn't waste the energy. So now he's added more of his silver junk to try to create the steel. All right, here's our silver block. See all that junk there stuff? Go. Turned out real nice. And here's our silver block all cleaned up. Let's see how much she weighs. Right about 750 grams. So that's pretty off, cool. He started off with wheelbarrows of junk. <laughs> and do you see what he ended up with? And he melted it down and melted it. And even that little piece right there, the way that he's done it, is probably in the low 90s of purity. This is 0.999. He would have to do it again and again and again. Even then, it'd be hard. They put it through all fancy, fancy processes to get it like this. See how much work it is to purify silver? Furnace of earth purified seven times, it says. Now, the number seven is actually special because it's more than just meaning one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, done. Seven times carries an idea of completion, fullness, like on the seventh day God rested. And it carries a significance, really, when it's speaking of God's word, that you could melt it down 700,000 times and you'd still find it pure. So I've got a few challenges for you tonight. Are you spending time in the pure word of God? Is this a priority in your life? This needs to be a priority in your life. These books are good books. Yeah, they got some problems. But don't let the good books get in the way of the best book. So, Make this a priority. Secondly, be careful what you are reading apart from this. Be discerning. Be looking and melting it down as you're reading it and saying, is this really worth it? I got a lot of books in my house, and I love books, and I love to read things, and a lot of good books. But I've had to throw away a lot of books. I've had to get rid of a lot of books. And there's a lot of books that I haven't been able to get rid of because I don't know. But the truth is I don't have the time to see if they're worth anything. Be careful what you read. Be careful what you watch. There's a lot of things out there that distract us and waste our lives and waste our times and distract us from the pure, 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 pure word of God. So spend time in the pure word of God. Be careful of things that aren't pure. And lastly, be careful of what comes out of your own mouth. And let me give you a little hint. If you're spending time in this pure book, you know what I can tell you is going to happen? Pure words are going to start coming out of here. But if you're spending time in impure things, impure words are going to keep coming out of here. So let's make the pure book of value. Can we do that? Let's do that. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is pure, 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 that we can trust it. 
And not only is it pure, but it's alive because your Holy Spirit illuminates us as we read it and teaches us. May we treasure it for the treasure it is more than silver. We treat silver as valuable, but Lord, your word is so much more valuable. May we treasure it and live by it and obey it as we walk with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.